I gotta. Up oh, and there he goes talking right when it starts. <laughs> Uh, everybody, welcome to another quick episode of uh, Bored and Annoyed, or Just Annoyed, I guess, now that Alex left me. So I have to co-host with monsters like this person, Mike. My buddy Mike from the Dark episode is back. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me, man. I, I think I need I need an adjective. Yeah, you got you don't have one? You need a... No, I need, oh, you need one. Oh, um, yeah, I need one. Ooh, that's tough. You're, we'll come you're up annoyed. With Alex is bored. Yeah. I'll think about it. Yeah, you think about it. Um, I'll think about it. Uh, so at, uh, Mike is a big Christopher Nolan fan, and we went on Wednesday night to see Tenet. So I figured I would invite him back um, to discuss this movie. I don't know, uh, Mike, how much, you know, rabble rousing around on the internet you did to try and figure out what the fuck we saw. But um, it was an interesting movie. Uh, so, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself again, and then we'll start the show. I'm Mike, and my only credential is that I'm Jackson's friend. So sometimes he throws me a bone and lets me come on the podcast to talk about nerdy shit. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Perf- yeah. you're, you're the perfect person. So Yeah, All thanks. Right. Yeah. Let's go. All right, so I am notoriously bad at plots, but I'm going to give it a shot on this one. Just a spoiler-free plot synopsis for Tenet. And I'm not reading this. Uh, you'll you'll realize that quickly because it's going to be awful. But, but uh, basically, we've got a protagonist who I believe is just known as the protagonist in the movie. He um, is on a mission at the beginning of the movie to, I can't even remember what he was doing, but um, it's the big scene that you saw if you went and saw like Star Wars and IMAX, there's an opera, Uh, him and a team are going in to capture someone or something, and essentially he gets captured, and uh, because he does not rat on um, his fellow teammates or the CIA or whatever, he gets brought into this group tenant. And into this intriguing mystery about items that are going back through time. Um, and basically the plot is to... The, the concern is that they're going to send some sort of a weapon back in time um, to basically end the world. And he is on a mission to stop that. Is that correct? Is that a, is that it's a synopsis? Clo- it's close. Okay, yeah. what, do you, what do you got? You got to correct it then. Correct it. No, I don't. I, I think that's good enough yeah, for, okay. to understand what the movie is. I think the it's not a it's they're they they're they're trying to stop turning out of the algorithm. Okay, right. So they turn on the algorithm, the whole existence gets inverted. Yeah, but we don't then, know that at the beginning, right? Uh, no, because right. he has the conversation with the scientist lady, who's yeah. an exposition robot. Yes. Uh, who, which is, I know your favorite. Um, aspect of this film. mechanism of nolan movies is the exposition robot so um yeah there's the algorithm if you turn it on existence runs backwards and they're worried that it's going to cancel everything out you then you also have objects that are inverted and people right so are- i was under the impression um you know as far as the first 20 minutes of the movie it really they they introduce you through objects right because you've got when he learns about what's happening, it's the bullet. Um, and yeah. you've got an exposition scene there. And yeah, let's just start with that. I think that's a spoiler-free conversation to have regarding 
this movie and um, Inception, I think, struggles with this as well, is that he comes up with such complex um, plots that he almost has to spend, like, I, I mean, I don't even know, maybe 45 minutes of this movie are just people sitting there uh, giving information to the audience because there's no fucking way we could understand it without it. Um, and it doesn't help that he's got a sound mixing issue in this movie where I couldn't understand a lot of what was being said during the movie. He wouldn't say it was an issue, but right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was an issue. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so a lot of this movie is just them explaining how all this stuff works. Um, you know, hopefully you're, you're kind of in a position where you can pick up on some of it. I would imagine, uh, going to see this in IMAX or something, it would be even harder to understand what was being said than it was, you know, cause I just think of Dunkirk and I remember feeling like I was in a fucking war when I saw that movie. So I got to imagine that the same deals going on with this, but, but yeah, what'd you think of the movie? I guess. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, I think that I really wish I could have seen it again before doing this podcast. Are we doing Are we doing spoilers, or are we going to wait to do spoilers? Let's wait just a minute. But I think okay. I think that's a good point. Um, but you know, it's funny. Like, especially if you're not talking spoilers, if you're talking to people who haven't seen it, um, it's almost more correct to have the conversation before you even know what the fuck the movie was about because that's your initial impression i mean i see a lot of movies they're typically pretty easy for me to follow um so yeah there's a chance you're gonna get lost in this one i would say um i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing to be lost and i know that that's something that nolan does deliberately and i'm not i don't know i'm not here to i think i like the movie more than you yes but i think you probably I, I, but we'll uh, talk to you in like six months when you admit that you were a little bit <laughs> when I've gotten a chance to see it more and love it even more than I do now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think the stuff you're talking about is a challenge of the medium. Um, I think it's really hard and even a really long movie. Um, I mean, if you compare it to something like a book, like how long does it take to read like a novel? I mean, it takes hours and hours and hours and you can put, so much information into a novel in a movie you have such a small time budget to do everything that you need to do um and so exposition dumps i think come across as very far more inelegant during a film than with a book now the advantage of movies is that you can show stuff to people right so you don't have to use dialogue to do that but when you start to get really, really complex, like you do with Tenet, you need someone to explain like what the fuck is, is going on. Yeah, I. So, uh, it, it's like you're trying to do the, it's almost like you take the first season of Dark and you're trying to stuff all the information that you got in that show into a two hour movie, um, which, yeah, that. That's there's a lot of similarities between Tenet and Dark, actually, because I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify Tenet as a it's actually I don't really think of it as a time travel movie. Dark is a time travel story. Yes. So there's there's different mechanics in Tenet, but the 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 confusing situations that it creates remind me a lot of trying to figure out what is going on in Dark. Right. As well. 
Yeah, it's so. trying to do something uh, very complex with the idea of time travel. And this is one that's even more difficult to understand, I think, because I've never really, I can't think of a time I've seen time travel done in this way. So right. you're like trying to wrap your head around an all new way of telling a story. Now, I Which, would like, say- Which like we should give credit for the film. Yes. Yes. doing that and he's right? always he's always going to do something cool as shit you know what yeah. i mean i mean the guy's awesome um i would say though you know it's like I, I was thinking of interstellar and there was something when i watched interstellar with my wife at the end of the movie and i think this sums up what's wrong with tenet um is that i remember she like started crying at the end when matthew mcconaughey like goes and his daughter's like way older than he is and it's like this really sad emotional scene and i looked over at the wife kind of like you know and she's like god i don't even know what's happening but i'm so sad you know because it has good characters that you give a shit about tenet doesn't have that in my opinion tenet is the the main character i have absolutely zero feelings for whatsoever i just don't i i you know they try to have a moment at the end of the movie and it's and it's more neat than it is emotional for the audience i would say um, there's one character, the, the girl in it, the Elizabeth DeBecky or whatever character, she's got like a plot, um, and kind of, a uh, an emotional arc in the movie, but he literally is called the protagonist and it feels like that. It feels like I don't have any reason to care what happens to him. You know, it's a really interestingly cold movie. Um, I agree with you that with that, and it's deliberate because, JDW is called the protagonist. He's not even given a name. So I don't know. I haven't seen anything about because there was he did this really cheeky thing with Inception where if you look at all the characters, they represent the major moving parts of creating a movie. I don't know if you've ever read that theory before. So I, I thought maybe something similar was going on in Tenant. Maybe he's trying to say something about stories. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his point is, but I, I missed the I missed the inception. You know, like Eames is the actor, Cobb is the director, and you know whoever is the special effects, whatever. Yeah, that kind of well, thing. Well, and Inception uh, with all the exposition, at least they had the, and I mean they they hit you over the head with it, which is probably a problem I have with that movie. But at least they had Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, who's dead, and all that shit to kind of. Um, make you feel like there was like an emotional hook in the movie. I don't, I don't see that here. I, I, I guess it's not necessary to have that maybe. Um, but, but I don't think it's a tough movie to review because I can't say I was ever bored for a second of this. I'm assuming it was like two and a half hours long. Um, there's a bunch of cool shit, but it's almost like, I, you're right. You need to watch it again because even the action scenes are like tough to follow just because your brain can't really comprehend what's happening. Um, but I think Nolan made JDW's character like deliberately kind of emotionally empty. That's why he doesn't give him a name. That's why he calls him the protagonist, right? I mean, I have some ideas on why that is. I just don't know. You know, maybe it wasn't the best choice. But speaking of Inception... Uh, this to me is like the most Inception movie that he's made since Inception, right? Totally. Uh, and it's like it's to me it's like it's, it's even more complicated than Inception, which I did, never thought I would say or see a movie that was more difficult to understand than Inception. Because if you remember watching Inception for the first time, like you're like, okay, I kind of get what's going on. Um, 
Tenant, I did feel like pretty lost. I I think that Inception, uh, Inception is like the I, I don't I never found Inception that difficult to understand just because of all the exposition, and this one has just as much exposition, and I still am not a hundred percent certain. Well, and, and it's like I almost feel like maybe I do get it, and it's just not as heady as it seems. Maybe I I don't know. It's weird. No, I think it's I think it's hard to understand because like. I don't know if I can talk about this yet because it might be spoiler. Well, what's your but... grade for the movie? And then we'll just go into spoilers. I feel like this. Give it an really A minus. A minus. I am going yeah. to give it a B. B. A B. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. It's right there with uh, with the monster. It's right there on the same level as the monster. <laughs> Come on. A minus, <laughs> huh? You A really, minus. man. So like what? Okay. Now, before we go into spoilers, I want to hear like, what do you give like the prestige or something? Like, let's, I, you know, I'm thinking I about like Nolan. more than the prestige. They're really different movies. Right. I just like that. Like for all your qualms with it, like no one makes movies like this. That's why I love this movie. And that's why I love him because like no one makes movies, anything like this, like they can try but um, yeah, but do you fucking... think this is as good as like Dunkirk? Uh, Dun- Dunkirk was trying to do different things, right? But right? I, I'm just—I mean, you don't get to—you can't I, say you can't. If you put if you put a copy of Tenant and Dunkirk in front of me, I would watch Tenant. Okay. Again. Okay, but that doesn't. I mean, I like movies that aren't as good as other movies that I don't like as much. You I guess I mean? Dunkirk. I see what I see. I, I see fucking trying, love Dunkirk, though. You're too, trying to so. cram me into a box. I so mean, I'll, I'll throw you a bone. All right. Based on what it's trying to accomplish, maybe Dunkirk does a better job. But Dunkirk's such a different movie. And that's another thing. Like, his body of work is, like, you're, you're starting to see some archetypes of movies that he makes, right? Sure. So you have Tenet and Inception. Or, or, and maybe, I don't know about, I mean, Insomnia, his early films are probably in their own bucket. Right. I haven't seen Insomnia in years, by the way. I yeah. really want to. I don't really want to see it again. But, like, Tenet and Inception. And then you, you you have, you know, then you have, like, Dunkirk, right? And then, Dark, then, the, then the Dark Knight trilogy is on its own. Well, I feel like now we're just gonna get huge movies from him. I feel like I, I, I feel like he just kind of does what he wants, right? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with his brother too, because it's clear to me that it's Jonathan Nolan. He's a co-writer on his movies. Yeah, right? Jonathan Nolan is like obsessed with time, um, and like time is a huge theme in all of his movies, almost all of them. Right. I mean, Tenant is about is about time. It's um, uh, Inception has a time element with things slowing down. Right. That was that's the whole reason why it's bad to be stuck in multi-layered dreams is because you're there forever. Right. Right. And then Dunkirk within the structure of the film was doing interesting things with time because we were I believe we were moving at. Yeah. Different speeds. Right. Well, there was, was one that was pretty much in real time. And then there was one that like played out over the course of the movie. So so it's clear that the Nolans are like very fascinated with time and like playing with it. Memento is another one. It's a movie that goes backwards. I love Memento. Right? So um, yeah, I don't know where where was I going with that? Uh, I that I he's got his 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 movies now that are like in their own categories of Nolan films. Right, right. Yeah, I want to go back to what you were saying about. 
will I understand it better? But it's like this, the interrogation scene before they go through the turnstile. And we're in like, spoilers now, by the way. We're in spoilers. Yeah, we're in spoilers. Uh, I, that's a really hard scene to understand, even when you know what's going on, right? Because Sater is running an interrogation in reverse. Also, a minor question I have is, can Sater understand reverse talk? I think he must, because he's interrogating them inverted. He's inverted, they're inverted, actually doesn't matter. It makes no difference. But yeah, the other the other world is inverted to whatever you are to whatever doing. it is that you're doing. Yeah. So, um, like that seems real hard to understand what's going on at the end. Debicki gets shot. He thinks that the device is in the BMW. Like that's what I picked up from it. Right. Uh, but it's like not clear to me how that actually worked, because. I don't know. It's were just, they, it's just were they hearing each other in reverse in that scene? Because I feel like there was some sort of some like a device of some sort that was playing back their maybe that's dialogue it. in the correct order. But I maybe, could be wrong. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But good villain, by the way. He like oh, really yeah, chewed great. the dude, scenery, dude. <laughs> you got to tell the story of how. Oh yeah. I, oh, during <laughs> the movie, I looked over and I said. He, he or Mike had said like who is that and he was talking about or I don't know his name and I he was talking about the protagonist character I think like the character's yeah, name and I'm like, like Kenneth Branagh Kenneth Branagh and he's like that's not Kenneth Branagh dude yeah totally Jackson, Kenneth Jackson goes one hundred dollars <laughs> I was like wow that's really sure yeah I might might have to I might have to reevaluate I uh. You know, I really need to lower those bets when I know because, like, five I might have gotten from you. you might have gotten, yeah, you might have gotten five. Yeah. I wasn't going to buy it. I thought Kenneth Branagh did a good job. Oh, he was great. He was, like, super over the top. Um, yeah. Like, really chewing the scenery. Um, he's always been great, though. Like, in everything he's in. What the fuck happens at the opera? Like, why are they there? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I was when I was trying to do my plots. The opera is super weird because it becomes like this linchpin for the rest of the plot, but like only because they were there, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, the I don't place, remember. It's the mission that he got caught and brought into the organization because of, right? That's how he gets in with Seder too. Yes. because that's how he prevents Seder from cutting his balls off and jamming him into his throat is because he mentions the opera. Saying I know that because it was I think Sater is responsible for attacking it. I think it had to do with a part of the algorithm, which by the way is it is literally a drive shaft. Like when all the things are put oh, together, yeah. it's literally like a drive yeah. shaft. So, yeah, uh, uh, that is interesting though because to your point, you were saying when the movie ended, like oh we never went back there. It had to have been the main character who was the guy who showed up it, and like saved his ass, right? It was actually uh, Pattinson. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I think he dies. I think that dude dies. Well, he so can't, Pat, though, Pat, because Pat he dies at dies the end. The op- he dies, dies. Well, then, no, because he can't die twice. Because no, he's you're not dead. Yeah, see, you're in over your head. No. He's... He travels back there. That's where he's supposed to die. So he knows he's going to die at the opera at that point. No, Pattinson, yeah. isn't Pattinson whole, the one who he sees through the door is dead at the end of the movie when he, Pattinson, like he lets Pattinson go. He knows Pattinson's going to die because he just saw him right where they're going to get the device at the end. 
I was cheating because I was just reading it. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, right. but there's like a little like thing hanging out of Pattinson's pocket, right? As soon as this movie started ending, I started thinking about a sequel because there's so much more that the protagonist needs to do. Well, there's an right? entire backstory, too, of him or forward story or whatever. Also, I saw because at the end you have red team jdw and blue team pattinson right i'm like how are these people talking to each other they i think they went through a turnstile off screen that's what somebody said someone went through a turnstile so they could both be go headed in the same direction they are definitely both in turn like there are characters that you know that's an interesting point too is does he show us enough because there are characters that go through the turnstile and we don't see it like we know the bad guy went through it uh, because he went back in time and then before he dies and gets on the boat with his wife, he had to have gone through it to start going forward again. She had to have gone through it to go forward again because she's not wearing the gas mask right. on the boat. Um, right. So yeah, there's some assumptions. Well, and she and you wouldn't be make. able to interact with anybody. Everyone would be moving backwards. Right. So um, yeah. So at the end, it's not clear who went through a turnstile win. And it's like one's blue and one's red. I'm like, how are they talking to each other? You know, one thing I did notice right away, and this is a little fuzzy too, and they send Debicki back through after she gets shot. JDW goes with her. And then that other guy's like, oh, this is some cowboy shit. You remember that? Yep. So then we get the car chase in reverse. He's in an Oldsmobile that crashes, frozen from the blast. And then he wakes up and Pattinson's there. And I'm like, when did Pattinson get here, right? So he arrives in their direction off screen because he's the one who pulls JDW out of the car. Do you remember that scene? Right, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep, yep. So and there are characters he... going through turnstiles that you don't see, you know? Yes. Yeah, you have to yeah. kind of make assumptions. First off, anyone who's not wearing a, a respirator is not going backwards, Right. You have to be wearing one. Unless you're then in they, like, unless you're they were in on that like ship. the special room. You remember they're on that ship going backwards and they're all in that cabin, like talking yeah, but I to think each other. There's, I think they have like the plastic sheeting, like whatever they need yeah. is in that room. Okay. Um, so they have a, but if you're okay. in See, the outside world, you have to have the respirator on. It's I just think. little shit like that though. It's like, we need those cues to, to yeah. build our informational stage you yes. know and if i don't you know it's like you told me i need air but then you're showing a scene of kit with characters inverted and they don't have masks on so like what's what's happening here yes you know uh and i would like to say no pattinson died uh this is confirmed when he turns around to reveal an orange cord attached to his backpack clarifying clarifying the identity of the masked man who took a bullet for the protagonist during the Stalask 12 battle. So I believe that's the battle at the end. So I okay. don't think yeah, that's the coin, the coin on the red string. Yeah. Like, just he's... like Dark, by the way, there's also a coin on a red string in Dark. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he got to copy Dark. It's the greatest time travel thing ever made. So <laughs> I think I have a theory about jdw having he first of all he does have a personality and we're not giving that enough credit second of all he does have i think i know why he's called the protagonist 
because Tenen is like his thing. That's what we learn at the end. Yes. So he's kind of like God a little bit. Like he's causing all of this shit to happen. And that one um, soldier guy is like, this is all a temporal pincer. This whole thing is a tem temporal pincer. And it's you. Like he created Tenet. And also, actually, the army has a different name. It's a word. I can't remember what the word is. But it's like proprietary or something like that. Um, that's his army, too. So like he... This is like if Christopher Nolan like did a spy thriller, like he would come up with something like Tenet, right? Um, which, he but did. he, but she's. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like JDW's character is like frighteningly fearless. Like he's not afraid yeah, he, of anything. I still I can't quite get with you that he. I, I don't want to give credit to him having a character. I just don't. I don't think he had much of a character. I just well, don't. I mean, he's okay. He's he's absolutely f determined. He's like totally fearless. He's very resourceful. Uh, he has feelings for. He falls for Debicki. Uh, and and I was actually I was cheating because I was reading about Reddit. I was reading on Reddit. But um, the 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 to pass the test to join tenant is like you have to be willing to die. Like all of these people in the tenant army, at some point are going to die. Like right, but either you just because described, you just described like a stock perfect protagonist though. You didn't describe his character. I don't know anything but about that's, him. I know, but guy. that's the that's the point. Right. That's but why that protagonist. Okay, that's fine. You can do it purposeful, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt the movie on an emotional level for the viewer because you just don't give a shit. I mean that I mean I cared I cared more about the other characters in the movie than him though. Like I, I was way more intrigued by um, you know, uh the the girl the, uh, Elizabeth DeBecky's character I think is the emotional core of the movie. But he clearly um, cares about DeBecky and he cares about Pattinson when he realizes at the end he's sending Pattinson to his death. Yeah, well that's But Pattinson's known him the whole time and he doesn't realize that. Right. right. Well that was great. The ending yeah. was great. But the, but but again, if I gave more of a shit about uh JDW as we're calling him to save ourselves time. Um <laughs> I would, uh, I would, I would probably have had more to chew on in that scene. I should. He's be... a slick. He's a slick motherfucker too. I do like him. Like, he's a good as actor. A, as I like a, him. As an actor, I like yeah, him. Yeah, I like he's him a, too. He's a slick guy, and I gotta give Nolan credit for not immediately knowing that he was fighting himself. Like that came as a surprise to me, and that surprised me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, was... of course it's him. Right. Yeah. But I a, never there's even... a few of those where it's like, oh, shit. How did I not realize that? Yeah, how second? did I not yeah. realize that that was the. Well, uh, and that's that... that's that deserves commendation, too, because like, yeah, it's that that's kind of a tricky thing to pull off, because if you get if you get an audience like along for the ride where you're really tuned into what's happening, you you're you're following along. Maybe it's easier in a tougher movie to follow along because your your minds in so many other places. But but yeah, anytime that there's the obvious thing that you should have caught that you didn't, uh, I think is a big testament to the movie because yes. that means that you were you didn't really care to sit there and worry about trying to guess shit because you just like 
got your ticket. Here it is, and enjoy, one, here it yes. is enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would give them props for that. Um, uh, and if they would have touched each other skin to skin, he would have annihilated himself. Yes. That's, you know, that's an interesting point because that was kind of rubbing, that was getting me too, because you, okay, you have to touch each other then. Yeah. Okay. I thought you just had to both be like aware of, of each other. Yeah. There's there. definitely some magic kind of shit, like uh, the bullets in the glass that he stumbles upon before he starts fighting himself. Like when did those appear in the forward facing. And that's when they were talking about the temporal wind. Yeah. Remember that? That's an interesting point. So those bullets appear slowly over time. They sort of fade into existence. So the first time he fights him, the bullet holes are there. He fights himself. The bullet holes are are going backwards. And when he comes back again, you see them being created before he gets thrown into like the, the airlock thing right you're right. right so when did they appear they appear slowly over time so there's a little bit of wishy-washy and also it wasn't clear to me like because he can fuck with inverted bullets right yeah and then there's that bungee scene yeah so i was really confused for a while those bungee cords must have been inverted because I thought, essentially, these objects, like, give you powers. Because the bungee, there's, because once I realized, like, you will only ever flow in one direction. The object might be flowing in another direction. So how did the bungee trick work? Well, so those bungee cords must have been inverted. Inverted bungee cords. But how those, do they get invert? Although I suppose Robert They have a part of radiation. Yeah. It's all, it's like. It's tachyons. It's the same thing as uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. The same same go. device. Yeah. That tachyon is interesting though, because you're right. I, I, it's, I'm sure he thought all this shit through pretty fucking well. Like, there's probably not a plot hole, really. Um, and in fact, I'm gonna let you finish this thought, but real quick, the top thread on Reddit, Tenant is Tenant is a perfect time time travel film with zero inconsistencies or paradoxes change my mind so yeah so. i uh uh and solo wookie who's in the chat um and make sure you subscribe on youtube because then you can follow along um in real time but solo wookie we already gave our grades for this he was a minus i was a b so i didn't hate this um i'm just shitting on it just to upset Mike. <laughs> well and i do think it I has think problems like it. i think you're gonna like it more more because i gotta like say with inception every time i watch it i like it less so I think the tenant will have the opposite effect. Let's hope yeah. so. I mean, I'm really fucking pumped to own it. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's oh God. It's such a weird movie. It's, it's so a weird, fucking fucking weird movie. But that's but I like I really like weird shit. And like, there should be more weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially because I mean, it's not just weird. It's weird with a budget. Like he has I, the power now in Hollywood to basically make whatever fucking weird shit that he yeah. wants to make. Um, but, but yeah, as far as a, a Nolan movie, I, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's probably in like the lower to mid tier for me on first viewing. It's not going to be one of my favorites ever. I don't think he's just made movies that are fucking incredible. So, um, I don't think it's on that level, but yeah, I could see it going up. I put it up there. I put it up there. I think it's better than Inception. 
Do you think it's better than Inception? I don't really. Inception's like one of my least favorites. So really, yeah, sure. I mean, I, yeah, because I it, it suffers from the same problem as this movie does, where the whole movie. The last time I watched, I think was a, like a year ago, because I got the the Nolan 4K collection or whatever. Yeah, I have it too. Yeah. Is Insomnia in there? Insomnia is not in there. No, not in there. Um, I but, don't think he likes Insomnia actually. Anyway, he sorry. probably didn't have carte blanche in Insomnia, I would imagine. Right. Uh, right. But, but uh, uh, yeah, my my problem with Inception is that it's too it's too much fucking exposition. Every fucking scene is them explaining something to you, and it's like, okay, well, just because it's complex doesn't make it good, right? right. I mean, that's and that's kind of where I'm at with this movie, although. I probably like this less on first viewing, but hopefully it gets better when I when I watch it. But but right now, I guess I like it more because I've seen Inception enough times where I've I've lost some appreciation for it. I guess I think that one of the weakest parts of the movie was the shootout at the end. I thought that was pretty poorly done, even though it was cool. Like the concept of the two, so I thought the concept of the one army going backwards and one army going forward is a really cool idea. But for some reason, they like never showed like satyrs met. They never showed who they were fighting. Yeah. Or like what they were doing. It was all these like weird shots of like infantry running through like sand and like bullets getting backwards. We never even see who they're shooting at a single time. So I thought that was like incredibly bizarre. Like the longer that the longer that sequence went on, the worse it got. I, there was some cool shit though. There was like the the building that gets blown. Oh, the building in half. was tight. Fuck yeah! Yes. And and the, when they see the henchman guy, or when Robert Pattinson sees the henchman guy backwards take apart the 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 trip line that they end up the booby trap that they end up tripping over, you know, and that kind of like gets him to go down there the first time. Now he goes back after the movie is like after that whole scene's wrapped up. Because JDW kind of like knows that he's going to go back and die there. Because he's going to be the masked guy that takes the bullet on the other side of the door. Which is odd too. Yeah. Yes. But but yeah, I, uh, I like that whole scene in general. Now, I'm not quite certain why the blue team had to be dropped in cargo containers. Did they explain that? No. Okay. I don't really get like how the pincer works. I understand that it like causes an enormous amount of confusion. Like, I understand that. Right. But, like, I don't get, like, what was the goal? I mean, you had the time, that you had the blowing up the building that time to five minutes. And it's like, well, this must have been one of their major objectives, right? Because they both were like, you're, you're going to shoot the top, I'm going to shoot the bottom at five minutes. Because the clocks are going in opposite directions, right? So when they meet in the middle, you shoot the building. The distraction yeah. or whatever, right? I yeah. Mean, that was that the, must yeah. be what it is. Yeah. So. I, uh... I don't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's such a cool concept though, and it's funny because to your point about maybe liking it more, watching it again, it's so hard to grasp just what's going on just because you've never seen anything quite like it. Right. So, like, who who am I following now? What you have to you have to juggle all these things, right? What character? Because they're all in masks too. So, like, you made the point at the end of the movie, and I thought it for a second, too, like, was there two Pattinsons? <laughs> because there's the, the like, head of the red team who you could think was Pattinson, like, easily. Right. Um, but it's not. And then there's the other team, and it's like, okay, who am I following here because I can't see their face? What fucking direction am I going in? 
what are they even trying to do? Right. Um, and it does get a little the, tough at the end. You're they're right. after part of the drive shaft, right? Or after part of the algorithm, right? Yeah, That's but then there's fighting. one team that is design is supposed to go in and get it, and then there's another team that's basically a diversion of sorts, right? They're trying to blow the place up because the bad guy has to believe that it got t- or it doesn't they don't want the bad guy to know that it got taken so they have to pretend it's like a a, a successful defense of the the item they, so they, they say fa- fail to defuse the bomb so they said but also their counterplay is like well we're just gonna kill Seder. right right yeah which is which is what they did because it, he has a dead man switch i'm not clear how that works but if he oh, it's dies, like the movie Spawn. Martin Sheen has it hooked up to his heart. Solo Wookiee will get this reference. Martin Sheen it's has true. it hooked up to his heart, and the world ends if, if, uh, if, uh, if Spawn the algorithm is somehow activated. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, but uh, but there's more to this story, and so it becomes. I think Nolan wanted to be like, okay, we need to focus this for the climax. But like, Sater's one part of the puzzle, right? He only becomes a billionaire because he was sent gold by the antagonists in the future he was like looking for something right he's like doing some shit job yep and he opens up a box and it's filled with gold bars and there's a letter from the future well it was an explosion at like a plant of some sort that do we do we think that the explosion was caused by something coming into the past from the future like the whole thing was set up right the whole thing is set up because and it's, this is given in exposition, the world is dying because of climate change. Right. So the antagonists of the future are trying to destroy the past to save the planet. But And then they bring up the grandfather paradox and they say, well, it doesn't matter because they're all going to die anyway, so they're going to roll the dice on the grandfather paradox, which is pretty thin reasoning, but I it it, it passes the bar right and uh by the way solo wookie your comment here about uh you might have to give it a watch i would say if you have an imax that's open near you i believe you're in arizona if i remember correctly point out flaws then make it feel good yeah <laughs> he's right he's got our number yeah. <laughs> but um but no he uh yeah you should go see it on a huge screen because it's he there's a reason why nolan was not going to accept a digital release of this movie um he's never going to be one who i believe would accept that uh his movies are spectacles and they're meant to be seen in the loudest biggest way possible so i would recommend seeing it uh i'd give it a high recommendation just because first of all what the fuck else are you gonna see right now um and uh secondly because it's good i mean it's different um yeah i just don't think it's uh i don't think it's the dark knight i don't think no, it's, it's not dark knight it's no interstellar it's no interstellar but it's look fucking look, no one makes, look. No, one, no one makes movies like this big fucking budget weird ass action movies with weird shit complicated shit and it's just a it's just a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it. and then Denis Denis makes uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and it makes like total of like eight dollars and seventy five cents in the theater, which sucks. I saw it. I saw twenty forty nine twice. It's great. Theater. I never see movies twice in the theater. I saw it twice. Yeah, it's good. I mean, that movie's a ma- that movie's a masterpiece. Yeah, for sure. Denis, man, Denis and Christopher Nolan should do a team up, man. Dude, we should go see Tenant again and uh, do another review. I'll... <laughs> 
pleasing. The, the my brain's not as broken after seeing yeah. it the second yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Recap review. No, I'm down to talk any Nolan anytime, um, anywhere, anywhere. Right? Yes. Um, but yeah, I guess we've been talking about this movie for 40 minutes now. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like we're not talking enough about the effects in this. Uh, they're yeah. cool as shit. Hard to follow again because your brain can't wrap right. You can't wrap your head around them at sometimes. But uh, yeah, no, they're they're fucking awesome. I don't know how he does it. So I mean, I can't even imagine when you've got characters going in two different directions, all that shit on the screen at the same time. How difficult that's got to be. Uh, the fight scenes are slick as hell. Um, yeah, I saw the effects, the action, uh, all great. I would say. Hold on, I want to make a point. I made this point to you in the theater. That I liked the movie immeasurably more once they went through the turnstile. Because I think that happens like roughly halfway through the movie. And I was like, so not so so when the structure of the movie made itself known to me, I had a better understanding of what was going on. Because he took all this complicated shit going going down. And it's like, look, they went through the turnstile, now they're going backwards. And so we're traveling back through the scenes that we were already in from a different perspective, which is like totally unique in my opinion. It makes and it I way like, more fun. Yeah, it makes it way more fun. And then the fact, I know we just mentioned this, but we didn't know he's fighting himself, but when they're by the plane and he gets blown through the door yes. and you, and I make that connection, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like we're watching this scene from his perspective going backwards. That was like the coolest part. That moment when he gets blown through the door and he starts fighting himself, I guess again, yes. was like the 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 well best part of the movie. And that's when it had finally clicked on some level what was happening too, right? Because that right. was when you realize, okay, now I get it. I've got the rules down for the most yep. part. I understand. Now I can yep. just kind of relax um, there's a, a clear like MacGuffin that they're after. There's the item that they have to yep. get and it gets way more clear what's happening at that. They point. also start winning once right. they go, once they invert, even though they were and winning I, the entire time. Well, really. it depends on your perspective, right. right? Yeah. So, but once you start going back and it's like, okay, now I understand they're armed with the most important weapon of all, which is information. Right. So they have the advantage going backwards, right? Yes. Um, so, and I was like, cool, now we can start. Now we're like, let's find our foot. Like you find your footing along with the characters. The characters find their footing in winning the day. You find your footing in understanding what the fuck is going on in this movie. So I thought that was a really cool little dovetail right there. That was, that was my favorite part of the movie. I thought. Yeah, it was awesome. I, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't have too much more to say, uh, except for the sound. I guess we should talk about the sound, since that's the, the, um, now what, what is his, you know Nolan better than me, what is his excuse for uncomprehensible, incomprehensible dialogue with blaring musical D tracks over Jackson, I still want the original Bane audio track in the dark knight rises I, I will never let this go this is when if, the dark knight rises is supposedly when it started his obsession with making it so fucking loud which i love the loud shit when there's not dialogue i don't like the loud shit when there's a conversation about a complex plot going on and i can't understand what the fuck they're saying uh like uh, uh brana's last moments I like didn't understand anything that he said. 
he's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm just kind of, I remember like looking at you. I don't think you looked at me, but I was like, I have no idea. Well, there's like, uh, no the, idea what you're saying. Well, yeah. like there's scenes like even like this, the cocktail scene when, when JDW is talking to Elizabeth Debicki's character and it's like, why is there music? Like, why is the fucking score playing right now? Right. Why? Right. I, I don't understand what he's thinking. He must. There was huge. Remember, there was huge controversy because uh, like you couldn't understand Bane. Yeah. 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 There so were people he that recorded. Wanted... He re-recorded his whole track. Well, and then people and... still couldn't understand him. A lot of people wanted subtitles for Bane's words in right. The Dark Knight Rises, which maybe not a horrible idea. I don't um, want to speak for him, but I don't. I think he's comfortable with you not hearing everything i mean you're fucking over the performances of the actors then though i mean like i don't i mean that's fine he can be comfortable with me not hearing anything but don't make a movie that where i have to hear bits of information in order to understand what's going on like i'm i'm very excited to play this on my sound system because i can literally take the center channel and turn it up and turn the other channels down or so, put on or put on subtitles put on i'll subtitles. probably watch i'll probably watch it with subtitles yeah. right but you shouldn't have to do that in an English-speaking movie. Like I that's agree. a very odd, I, I, odd thing that he seems to to be obsessed with. Is dude, but no one does explosions like him. You feel it in your fucking in your bones. Great, dude. but nobody's talking during explosions. I know, but that's but no one no one mixes like he mixes. I know it's a you know what I mean. I remember it, uh, I remember home the old co-host he. Uh, he, uh, I remember him too. He he bitched about Dunkirk giving him a headache, and I really can't blame him. It worked for Dunkirk for me because it's like, oh, it's a war. I should feel frazzled, and there's not much dialogue in Dunkirk. There's just not. So um, it's very, you know, it's easy to to, to grasp what's going on. Um, I, I honestly though, I get what he's trying to do because I'm this way with music, like. Um, I don't ever really listen to music to have something on in the background. If I'm listening to music, it has to be loud. I, it must encompass me. Like that's how I like to listen to music. You know what I mean? Oh. Bixby is talking to me. Bixby. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I also listen to, to music loud, but when I turn up the volume, the mix is such a way where whatever they intended for me to hear, I can hear. Right. Like I can't, I don't know. It's fun of one of those things where I'm almost wondering at this point if he's just trolling. He might just be trolling. And if he is, that would be the best explanation. That would be the best yes. explanation. But, yeah. but yeah, I don't know how much more there is to say about the movie. We both liked it. You liked it more than I did, but you also want to cradle his balls. So, <laughs> um, I will give it a B again. You're giving it an A minus. Um, yeah. A minus. So Be better than Empire. Better, better than, than Empire. Empire. Yeah. That's <laughs> better than empire you also said it would be the best mission impossible movie it is um, the best it's the best mission impossible movie i've ever seen <sighs> without question it's the worst take dude that one with fucking cavill dude over your take is so bad overcooked this overcooked overcooked what's the fucking what's the rotten tomatoes on that tom cruise is chasing him in a chopper what's going on they're nukes. Come on. I like the psycho Russian guy. We're gonna he... we're gonna take this to to Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> oh oh, Fallout. Just a measly ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah. What what is what is tenant at? Seventy. I think it's like 70, 75. 74. Yeah. See, that's not fair though. Like really? You're telling me 25% of the people were like, oh, that sucked or that wasn't good or I don't know. I want tough. a fucking sequel to Tenet. I yeah, want to see. You're probably never going to get one. Oh, maybe. He, maybe. He, I mean, has he, has he done a sequel to anything but Batman? No. Okay. But this movie is like begging for a sequel. Like what if, like, is, is it not possible that JDW is responsible for everything? In fact, I think it's probably likely like he's the cause of everything. Like he's the both the like, I'm the protagonist. Like maybe he's not. Maybe he's both the the good guy and the bad guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the assumption to be made. It's one of those. It's it's certainly going to be built. It's got to be built around some sort of paradox, like Dark is, where right. it's like, oh well, this thing happened only because this other thing in the future happened. But it's like you the the whole bootstrap paradox thing, like the Tanhouse getting the book that he wrote even though he hadn't written it yet, right? Right. That kind yep. of shit. Which and he is never, always fun. He never he never will. Right. But the thing with Tanos, this is the brilliance of Dark. Maybe we can just talk about Dark for another hour. Because at the end of the day, he was the only one to build a time machine from scratch in the original world. Right. Like, he was the only one. So that, it was such a beautiful irony in that little sub-storyline that I thought was just masterfully done. But no, I want a Tenet sequel. I want to know what happened. I mean, I would like a Tenet sequel. I would like Christopher Nolan. Look, you know, I'm shitting on this movie quite a bit, but I will go see each and every Christopher Nolan movie as soon as I can the second they hit theaters. You know you're going to get something that's big and and different. Um, And you know he is obsessed with what he's doing, um, which I like. Uh, but yeah, this one was, was not as, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. It wasn't Fair. as good as I was hoping it would be. So I thought, I thought it was great. And, uh, maybe we can say this for another time, but it's also clear to me that like Chris Nolan has issues with like love and intimacy. Cause like his characters are just, you know, the, with Debicki was pretty thin. And then with Cobb and Inception it was like, um, uh, feminists call this the girlfriend in the fridge. Uh, which is like um, it's meant to knock this style of storyline like oh my girlfriend died and the villain stuffed him her in a fridge and now this is all about me and like how I feel about it right and not this woman who lost her life and was jammed into a fridge so no one has a lot of women in fridges I don't think that Debicki was though I thought she was like a strong character I thought that was Nolan like oh you think he was doing it on purpose uh like trying to cover that base, you know what I mean? Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, he's not perfect. Like no one's perfect. And I think he owns it and like does the best he can with it. So I like respect him for that. Denis Villeneuve is like perfect though. Dude, I can't. Uh, Dune, baby. Oh yeah, that's Dune, another story. Let's end, let's end with this. Let's so, end with this. So yeah. I was perhaps as excited for the teaser for Dune, which is coming as, out in December. As was I. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we go to this. I'm like, oh, first off, from the beginning, it starts with, oh, let's go to this Max. It's like a mac and cheese place, like noodle style, where you place your order, they bring it to you, whatever. And I, I'm like 7.45 and and. Mike's like, oh, you're cutting it a little close there, aren't you? I'm like, dude, it's like in the parking lot. It's right there. I'm like, all right, fine, 740. So I get there at 740, place my order. Something goes wrong with the ticket. Of course, it takes like 25 minutes to get the food. 
Uh, so it's like at this point, it was probably like eight, eight oh five or something when we got the food. Finish the food, go in, go to the bathroom, um, go into the theater, and I got in there first. And literally, it was like, like the cast of the movie and December something. So I missed it. So I didn't yeah. see the Dune teaser. Apparently, it releases online in three days. So. The, okay, I was just gonna ask that. Also, let me close with this. If you're going to go to the theater, don't buy any packaged snacks. I had Sour Patch Kids the other day that were pretty good, but they're a popular candy. They were I like got the... Butterfinger Bites. Those motherfuckers have been sitting there since February. Stay inedible. Maybe Absolutely they were sent inedible. through the, uh, the turn Inverter, yeah. Inverter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going backwards. <laughs> the turn Although then they should, they should be going, they should be going, uh, they, should they should be, be getting, getting fresher. Yes. Yeah. 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 Eventually they'll turn I, is that into how it would work, though? Is that how it would work? Would they get fresher, or do yeah, they? Yeah. Wh why don't the bullets turn into their constituent parts eventually? Yeah. And why don't the would the actors? Okay. If you were like at the end of your life, this is the kind of stuff that a sequel could explain to us, I guess. Like, if you went through the 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 thing and went backwards, could you go back through it again and you'd be younger? Like, could you live like fifty? No, no. Years? They age. They still no, age. age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, the thing where like Pattinson is what's her name's son is not true. No, I don't. I never. You know, it's fun. It's a fun idea. Yeah. But no, I uh, I don't think that that. Dude, their bromance is at the center of the movie, basically. Where you, it's one half of one bromance. One guy's and... in a bromance. The other one doesn't know. Um, and, and by the way, can we just Robert Pattinson is now is one of is the best G? actors that is currently yeah. working. And if I see another dumbass, I'm not going to do anything about it if I see it. But but if I see another dumbass on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, every time there's a fucking Batman thing that's shared, somebody Robert Pattinson's playing Batman, blah, 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 blah. Like, dude. He's gonna be so fucking good as. He's Batman. gonna be a great. He's gonna be a great Batman. Yeah. Sorry, you're salty that he got super rich doing the Twilight right. movie. Like, right. die, die mad. He's the die problem. Mad. He's the problem with yeah. those movies. Yeah, I would do that tomorrow. I would take. Yeah, the he, Twilight he became movie. rich for the rest of his fucking life. I don't yeah. know how much he's paid, but yeah, and then easy, he's done nothing but good shit since. Easy, so. easy decision. Lighthouse, amazing. Yes. I need to see Good Time. That's good Time's great. Yeah, it's very. Uh, what was the other movie they did with Adam Sandler? Um, uh, oh yeah, they did Uncut Gems. Uncut right? Gems, yes, it's very yeah, much Uncut Gems. I think it's a little better than Uncut Gems, actually. Is that so? Yes. Is that so? Uh, All right. But yeah. All right. All right. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. All right, man. All right. Peace out. Thanks and, for having me. Hey, thank you, Mike, for joining. And uh, if you're watching this today, tune in tonight. Uh, we've got a Sandman Volume 5 discussion coming tonight, as well as a review of The Fifth Element with the downright annoyed with movies crew, which, you know, I forget how good that movie is. I really like That's that. That's one of my favorite it's movies. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love that. Film. But yeah, have a, have a good night, everybody. And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe everywhere. And I will let you go now because we said that five minutes ago and we're probably annoying you by now.